Listener supporting KFUO, the messenger of good news. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and wherever you get your podcast, just search out KFUO Radio. That includes this segment right here, available for you to listen to anytime, day or night, as a podcast. The segment I'm talking about is a moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hi, Gary. Let's consider the question, are we Martians? Okay. And you might say, what? Where did that come from? But I'm not green and I don't have antennas. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well. Like my favorite Martian, if you remember that TV show. (laughs) I remember that TV show from years ago. Well, the question arises because many people who reject the Bible's true account of how God created us, how he created all living creatures and especially created human beings in his image, uh, are willing instead to grasp at all kinds of other just-so stories that are told by people who believe in evolution. So one of the theories out there as to how did life arise on Earth, where did people come from, is a thing called panspermia. Panspermia is the theory that life on Earth originated from microorganisms or chemical precursors of life that were present in outer space or some other planet and somehow were able to initiate life on reaching a suitable environment here on Earth. And so let's just kind of walk through how that story would go. Maybe on Mars, there once had been a lot of water, oceans and rivers and lakes. Maybe life actually evolved there, or at least the simple forms of life, or at least the precursors chemically that would eventually lead to life. Maybe there was a large object like an asteroid that collided with Mars in such a big collision that maybe it was powerful enough to break rocks off that would fly into outer space and have enough velocity to escape the gravitational pull of Mars and wind up orbiting around the sun. And maybe eventually their trajectory intersected uh, the orbital path of Earth, and maybe then Earth's gravity pulled them down out of outer space, and maybe there was enough rock there that it was able to survive being burned up in our atmosphere, and maybe when it landed on Earth, it had enough uh, of whatever was there, whether it was life or precursors of life, that it provided the seeds so that life on Earth could evolve in just the right conditions because we have water here. And maybe in the end, you and I are really just Martians. And you have a lot of maybes there. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that? Yeah. Well, it's surprising. And maybe that... you could just go on and on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's surprising that very intelligent people reject what the Bible teaches, but instead would grasp at straws like this, thinking that this is preferable to believing that there is an almighty, all-wise God who created us in the beginning, just as Genesis reports, and instead would rather believe that somehow life originated somewhere else, or the precursors of life originated someplace else, and some far-fetched way were able to actually come to planet Earth. Now, Bill Nye, the science guy, is one of the people who says, it's not crazy, you know, it would be extraordinary, but it's not crazy to hold to an idea like that. 
And of course, what got me down this path uh, for our discussion today, I was just reading an article a few days ago at ScienceDaily.com, and the headline is, Martian Meteorite Contains Large Diversity of Organic Compounds. And so if you uh, read the article and check out some other things, you'll find out that there are 72,000 meteorites that have been classified on planet Earth, and of those, about 277 of them are believed uh, by some scientists to have originated on the planet Mars. And so the first parts of those maybe, maybe, maybes, you know, they would say, well, they think that some of these meteorites that we find on Earth actually did originate on Mars. And so we have them distributed as from uh, Morocco to Mali to Antarctica. And scientists study these meteorites and look at them very, very carefully. And as they uh, look at them, they notice that they have organic compounds, organic molecules like carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, sulfur, and sometimes other elements like magnesium. And they examine these very carefully and wonder, could these things uh, mean that there was life on Mars that was transported here, or, or is this evidence that there were the right elements, the right compounds on Mars that could have led to life evolving there, and so on and so forth. Um, it, it's If you go down that path, it's interesting to try to see how these people think, but you really have to finally stop and ask the crucial question. Does this really solve the problem of how life could arise from non-living matter, from non-living chemicals? Whether you're talking about it just doing that on planet Earth or someplace else and then being transported to Earth, you still haven't really solved that problem. And it is a problem for the theory of evolution to explain how non-living matter could ever uh, give rise to life, even the simplest forms of life, which then would have to become more and more complex by adding more and more information to the genetic code until you would finally get something as complex as human beings. You know, all of those things are actual impossibilities aside from miracle, aside from an almighty God making it happen, you know, that's not going to happen. No one's ever been able to show that it even could happen. But people who reject the Genesis, reject the Bible, are willing to believe that somehow life arose someplace else. Uh, in fact, some even would say that there were intelligent beings uh, in some other galaxy that brought life here and planted life on Earth. And so then you have to say, so where did those intelligent beings come from? Where did their life come from? If you're not going to believe in God, why do you want to believe that there's intelligent life out there that's smart enough and powerful enough to create life and bring it to planet Earth? So once again, it's surprising the folly that people uh, who are otherwise intelligent will, will fall into because they don't want to believe what the Bible tells us, what God himself tells us about how he created us in the beginning how we fell into sin, and how God solved that problem of sin and death by sending His Son, Jesus, to be our Savior. When you read Paul's letter to the Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, he says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the element, elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Christ... The whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. And he goes on to talk about how we're circumcised in Christ and saved in Christ, made alive together with Christ, who uh, has forgiven us all our trespasses, who took away our sins when they were nailed to the cross. 
and what what an important truth that is. And ultimately, that's what people are rejecting when they reject the Bible. They're rejecting Christ. They're rejecting uh, the account of our sin and the account of our Savior in Jesus. It's more than just not having it right about where life on earth came from. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? I would be happy to do so. Lord God, Heavenly Father, in you are found all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Help us to reject the deceit and the false human knowledge that is out there when people reject your word, the Bible. Instead, by your Holy Spirit, speak to us through your word, the Bible, so that we know not only where we came from, but also where we're going through faith in Jesus Christ, your Son, who died for us and rose again, and in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being on the program today, Pastor Worth. My pleasure. We are listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news.